Welcome to episode 83 of the Adelan Rising podcast. We're your hosts, Sarah and Lynn and Adam. In today's episode, we discuss Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season 7, episode 11, Brand New Day. We've got two more episodes left after this one, guys. Well, we have one blockbuster evening because it's two <laughs> episodes in one. It's a two hour special. Did I not call that? I called that. I told you it would be. Oh, but usually for the end of a, a series, they'll do a big oh yeah special, a big blockbuster special. Oh, it's gonna be awesome! <laughs> I can't wait, but I also want to wait because I really don't want it to end. But so I, anyway. I actually watched the preview for episodes twelve and thirteen, and it was literally the whole you know a big two hour special on ABC. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and it's like it was like the most stereotypical American thing. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but it, and it told you nothing. No, it didn't <laughs> well, tell you absolutely nothing. I mean, actually, I think it did actually tell me an awful lot about what's what's going to happen. It, it's I, it seems like they've spent the majority of the remaining budget just on the CGI of this this episode. <laughs> You're probably not wrong. There is so much CGI in it. The Chronicom ships are there, and it all looks really, really good. It does. Yeah. What did you guys think of this episode? There was a lot that happened in this episode, and I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so Saren, have you got a summary for us? I do have a summary for you. I tried, guys. I tried to keep it short, but uh, <laughs> there, there was, was so much that happened. <laughs> there was so much that happened. That happened that I, I was at least to condense it to a page. <laughs> <laughs> Daisy is trying to figure out where Malik is taking Simmons. Susa thinks they may have time jumped again, but Daisy says they didn't. May explains that they flew above the satellites and therefore um, they're no longer on the radar. Before they can get further, Team 616 arrives with Cora and some others in tow. We see what you did I, there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Daisy doesn't waste time and uh, tries to interrogate Cora for answers, but backs off at Max's order. Cora states she's there to help and how she wants to be an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., Sure. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Right. After some back and forth about killing, Daisy and Cora get a chance to speak alone. Cora tries to appeal to being Daisy's sister and states that Sybil said that Daisy never lets her sister fight alone in any timeline. In the first move that Sybil doesn't predict, uh, as far as we know, Daisy runs off to save Simmons, who is more her sister than Cora ever will be, with Mac and Susa in tow. Back on the Zephyr, Deke is attempting to be sneaky and fails miserably thanks to Garrett, who pops up behind him. You gotta love the diehard references. Deke is still stuck in the 80s. <laughs> Deke he, he is, is here for, for the 80s. That's all I gotta say. Malik is trying to find Fitz by going through uh, Simmons' memories, but is having no luck. The beatings on Deke continue, but he doesn't break. So uh, Malik tries to hurt Gemma to get Deke to talk, only he discovers Gemma's implant. Meanwhile, back at the lighthouse, May tries to figure out what Cora's play is. Cora loses her temper and brings down the power in the lighthouse, thus enabling Sybil to enter the lighthouse systems. Sybil restores power and taunts Coulson. May picks up on an offhand comment Coulson makes, wondering if he can read the rest of the code on the screen, which he can. Very cool. Sybil manages to unlock the cells and free the rest of the captives that they Team 616 brought in. After some talk about restoring the timeline, Cora kills one of the soldiers that was her allies to move closer to the original timeline. She makes a statement about her mother Jiaying, so May decides to give Cora the truth that Jiaying is dead. 
Cora tries to lay the blame on Daisy, but May tells her what happened, how Malik is using her. Cora disagrees, and she and May have a brief fight before Garrett shows up and uh, takes Cora back to the Zephyr. On the Zephyr, Malik follows Gemma into her memories, despite Gemma's warning that the more Malik follows, the deeper Fitz will go until he disappears completely. Unfortunately for Malik, Gemma is right, and none of the memories reveal exactly where Fitz is. Malik leaves in a fury, and while Gemma remembers Deke, she no longer remembers who Fitz is. Down in the lighthouse, Coulson finally figures out what Sybil is up to, but it's too late. The Chronicoms have been summoned, and Malik wastes no time commanding them to fire on all the shield bases before Coulson can warn them. It looks as though the Chronicoms have succeeded in their mission to destroy shield. Finally. <laughs> they've been threatening it all season, and now they've done it. It was such a cool episode. It really was. In the flashback scenes with Emma and Fitz, and it was so good to see Fitz again. I missed him, even if it was yeah. flashbacks. Yeah. They mentioned blood work. Yep. So Gemma's pregnant? I think we, we guessed that before that yeah. she could have been pregnant, but this time he he kind of started dropping hints about taking time to live their lives, seeing as how they have time travel at their disposal. Yeah. yeah. So I know last time, I guess, that Fitz was dead and that right. she's pregnant, but... It could also be that he's alive and has their kid with him. Right. Which I think is more likely. Yeah, I, I think that's the more likely route as well, because there's lots of hints to um, to Fitz basically wanting to take the child, especially towards the uh, towards the end of the kind of the, the scenes with them, the flashback scenes where uh, Gemma was not wanting to remember anything at all. Right. She, um, she wasn't wanting to forget. She doesn't want to forget. That's it. Yeah. She doesn't want to forget. Like, I don't want to forget. forget. I don't want to forget. And then he disappears and she's all alone in that like memory room Yep, and yeah. she forgets. I, I find it kind of good that they didn't put any particular, there, there was no specific timeline between those flashbacks. So yep. my suggestion was there, there was a nine month gap in those flashbacks mm -hmm. or at least yeah. a nine month gap. And then obviously Gemma then has time travel to go back in time, join the team again and then, yeah, and then season seven happens. But uh, yeah, I, th I think we've called it on Gemma being pregnant or at least having a child. So. Yes. Well, I mean, we know she does thanks to season five and Deke's existence. But it, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm I'm wondering actually if this is going to take them back to the start of season five, sort of. I I don't see any other way for them to restore the timeline. Yeah. Than to. But at least what if go back. this is a timeline that gets them to season five? Does that make sense? Like season five, the world's blown up. They're on the lighthouse in space and it's been 50 years and all these people are being run by, you know, the Kree. And what if, and I'm just wearing a big, huge tinfoil hat here, but what if like this is the situation that blows up the earth, not what they originally thought it was? That would be a pretty cool way to loop it all together because I think season five was the biggest point in which Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. split from the MCU according to what I've read, because obviously I haven't actually seen season five or season six, but from what I've read of those seasons, you know, that's the that's the biggest thing. So yeah, I, I, I would think that would be a very cool way of doing it. Because yeah, it's going to take some major surgery to fix what they've done, because even Cora points out that, yeah, hey, idiots, you know you're not in the same timeline, right? Yeah. Right. Your memories are all intact. You didn't wink out of existence. You still remember your parents. Yeah. You've created a whole separate timeline. Right. Which is uh again, I, I think it's kind of going down the end game route of the end game version of time travel. 
um, because they can. I'm I'm hoping there's going to be a way to kind of like go back in their own timelines, um, because obviously at the moment we've only ever seen them go forward in the, this timeline. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe there's a point in time where they can go back and they can just stop that timeline from ever existing. And I think with the Chronicom ships at their disposal, I think they're more likely to be able to do that. But they've got two hours to do it in. <laughs> yep. I would like the uh, talk between uh, Mac and Daisy and how Daisy was very upset that Mac seemed to be okay with this being the team's last mission. And Yo-Yo owes Mac 20 bucks. That's right. I kind of so... think about the the final mission mission talk. I kind of feel like Mac is much more... I think I think that he, it's a much more mature kind of older person's answer. Oh, yeah. Yes. Because, you know, as someone who similar age to what Quake's supposed to be in the in, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is kind of like change is always kind of terrifying to a mm-hmm. person of, mm-hmm. of my age. And uh, I feel like somebody who's been through that a, little, a few times, even though they're, you know, even though they've been a part of this team for the last half, you know, last almost decade. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I think I think Quake's kind of response kind of resonated with me a little bit more. I, I can totally agree with it. Yeah. I, I, I did enjoy, though, his... Uh picking on her about you know you have a phone yeah and you can call me <laughs> right which is the like, same speech i give to the some of the engineers who work for me who are younger you you have this thing in your pocket that you can use to call me it's not just for texting <laughs> what do you mean what do you mean what's 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 this calling thing you say exactly it's like <laughs> they consider it rude to call i don't get that well, I, some people I, that, don't like to talk on the phone, yeah. like, and they call no, it I, at ten o'clock at night, and it's less less likely to bother a person than a phone call. I I feel like that's a very millennial Gen Z thing, like not wanting to call on the phone yeah. because it's just like, I like that is exactly me. But then when you actually do it, it's like, hey, that wasn't difficult at all. Oh. Yeah. That was actually really convenient. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you get more done with a phone call than you do with a text message. Right, you more, can judge more tone. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like it's like it's almost it's almost like you get good cues back off of a telephone call. Who would have thunk? <laughs> uh, I, I think. Uh, Can't they all... never thought of this before. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's it's just dumbfounding. But uh, no, I, I think uh, I think you're right. I think the the response from Mac was was just perfect. It's like you have a telephone, just give me a call. Yeah, right. I, I like him as team dad. Yeah, <laughs> I just love Mac, and I love Henry Simmons anyway. The actor who plays Mac, I just, I just want to give Mac and his actor a giant hug. And if I ever saw them at a con, when we can con again in the future, and hopefully they'll be there, if I can give him a hug, which I probably wouldn't be able to, I would because he's probably my favorite character and his shot. Yeah, Mac. yeah, I think I think he's he is absolutely one of the best characters on that show. I mean, they're all absolutely yeah. brilliant. They are. But I think uh, Henry Simmons and Mac are, you know, one of one of the better ones, one of the best ones. And, I think the the original ones are, are my favorites. Plus, you and know. yeah, and and Mac also is the one who came up with everyone's nicknames. So when he gives the older brother talk to Sousa, <laughs> and with the Quake, I mean, he's the one who who gave Daisy the name Quake, like he gave Daisy, like he gave you know Elena the name Yo Yo. So it's his fault. It's his yeah. fault. <laughs> Yeah, don't yeah, don't laugh, you idiot. You picked it. Right? Oh. Except, you know, Susa has to point out how ridiculous it is and then yeah, I just I just like Mac watching out for Daisy and how he's like 
we're all going to come for your ass if you hurt yeah. her in any way. Yeah, yeah I, I thought that was really good. It just shows that whole family kind of thing on this mm-hmm. team. And that's that's I think that's what's been the best about this team is just the whole kind of family idea. But also, I think you get a lot of that because that's the atmosphere they had on the set. Yeah. Where the, yeah. from everything I've read from people who have worked on that set, everyone felt welcomed and valued and, you know, their input was was listened to and, you know, might not have been taken into account, but, you know, they listened. And it was a big family atmosphere on set, whether you were cast or crew. And um, every time I hear it, it's like one of the best writer's rooms to work on. It was one of the best sets to work on. Everyone was just a happy family, it seemed like. I'm sure they all had their bad days and disagreements. I mean, but that's what you get when you see each other every day. But yeah. I just, everything I've heard about working on this set from people who have worked on it is just what every set should be like. And unfortunately, it's not. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, 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 I am going to greatly miss this show. And you know, like I said, I've, I've, I've seen what five out of seven seasons of this show, and I'm, yeah, I'm going to miss it quite a lot. Now that I've been so invested in this one, so I, I'm, I'm going to get everything on Blu-ray when it finally comes out because Amazon Prime is not I something I really want to pay for. I haven't been in a show since like Power Rangers and Xena back when I was. Like, <laughs> Like, seriously, those were the two shows I, like, fan-reeled really hard as a kid. And then college happened, and I just stopped watching TV. And then Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. came on, and I got sucked back in. So I don't know what yeah, that's I about think me. That's, but... No, that's that's kind of the same for me. I mean, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, started when I was in my last year of university. And um, I kind of watched this show religiously as well as, um, as, well as Doctor Who. And they were kind mm-hmm. of the two shows I'd always watch. So, you know, I, I completely understand what you're what you're saying there. Um, and it's just kind of like one of those parts of your life, because I, I, I distinctly remember way back in season season two when uh, Coulson was seeing the map of the Inhuman City. And it was just like, holy shit, this is the coolest show I have ever watched. If they bring in the Inhumans, I'm going to be so fucking happy. And it, it genuinely did make me so happy. I mean, I did drop off after season four. Um, I, I think a lot of people did, if I'm honest. Um, but it was still really great up until that point. It's still great after that point as well, from what I've heard. Um, it's, I think it's, it's, yes. it's, it's a show that gets better, I feel, with every season. Because once they yeah. lost the constraints of the MCU and were able and like and and the executives at ABC and Disney were like whatever i mean you get enough viewers and and streaming to to warrant you to keep going but do whatever you want is basically yeah. and 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 that, that's basically like you could tell they were given free reign to do whatever the hell they wanted to and i think that only just served the show more and the funny thing is is that i feel like it's going to be one of those shows where it's going to show up on Disney Plus, you know, and years later, it's going to be something that sort of like the Christmas Story movie where it like kind of bombed in the movie theaters, but it's now it's like a cult classic. I think that's what's going to happen with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's going to be like Firefly, except yeah. that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Except, got the definitive story. <laughs> yeah, and, and Firefly had a lot of stuff to deal with. The fact that Fox decided to air the episodes out of order, oh, like that was ridiculous. God. Yes. <laughs> I feel like Agents of Shield is what Firefly could have been. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's it's just and I don't think many people have appreciated that. Like and it's also when you look at it too, it's going to be one of those shows 
that's going to be known for how diverse it is. Like, look at the cast throughout the whole series. I mean, you have people of color. You've got mostly women in the cast. They're like, yep. I th- you know, yep. it's it's a show that everyone I think needs to watch. Yeah, and and especially if you're into sci-fi or you're into the more like when you talk about season four, uh, well, it's the season two onward, really. You talk about the more, like you said, the more the more niche kind of things of Marvel. The Inhumans, the Ghost Rider. Um, oh God, Ghost you know, Rider! Ghost and Rider the, got a se- yeah part of a series. Yeah. Um, the Darkhold. Yeah, the Darkhold, the framework, the the fact that they then went into the future and started, you know, with a Cree based, basically <laughs> the Earth led by Cree or whatever, and it's just like they did all these really weird things that yeah. just so cool. <laughs> and, and I envy you now getting to see seasons five and six for the first time. Yeah. yeah you you're gonna it's gonna blow your mind and everything that you might not understand in this season will make complete sense to you now well well you, you say that but i mean this season has been incredibly easy to jump onto yes and it's just the fact that i didn't really need to know anything about the characters that were new to me like enoch was kind of relatively self-explanatory from like episode one because they yeah they, but they you'll talk, love enoch even more than you yeah. already do yeah, I mean, no doubt. I, I'm just, I'm really looking forward to actually sitting down and watching season five. So season six like a... with Enoch <laughs> season... is great. <laughs> Enoch steals all of season six. He really does. He's amazing. So, so when we're back to reviewing comics on a more sort of regular basis than we are at the moment, I'll, I'll be able to come in and kind of say, "Hey, I watched season six episode whatever," and I'll be like, "I really yeah. loved Enoch in that." And you, you guys are gonna, yeah, we know. Well, here's the thing, like. <laughs> Because of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we now have Melinda May, Fitz, and Simmons, and Coulson all in the comics. And I hope they kind of come back because that would be great. Like, people need to utilize them since they're there now. But also, uh, I hope somehow yeah. they introduce Enoch because he I needs feel, to. I feel like we need to do, like, a, a an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like, retrospective or something. Because one of the one of my favorite things actually was the uh, was the original. I think it was I think it was Shield. The book was called by I think it was Mark Wade. Yes. Mm -hmm. Way back in 2014, I want to say that was just such a fun book based upon the characters from the TV show. And it Um, needs to come back. It was a lot of books from that time were so good and they didn't last. It makes me sad. Yeah. And, yeah, um, but that one, that one particularly, I remember because they kind of had the Agents of Shield from the TV show, but then yeah. there was like episodes, uh, issues rather with um like Invisible Woman or yeah you know, whoever else. But the Invisible Woman uh issue kind of sticks out for me because it was really really good. But yeah, yeah. So was... that's that's a recommendation to go and read if you if you if you're a fan of Agents of Shield, go and read that book. And also, you Great. should read the Melinda May one shot. Um, that was excellent. Yeah. That was for uh, the 50 Years of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, yes. books, wasn't it? Yeah. And there was a Quake book, too, which was also excellent. Um, and there was yep. a Mockingbird one-shot. And actually, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show is why I became a fan of Bobby Morse and dived into her books. And I'm really sad that um, she was popular enough that they were going to greenlight her own show, and then it fell through. And I feel like Adrian Policky got robbed, because I would love, love to see more of her Mockingbird. Like, she totally got Bobby Morse. And I... Just want to see more Bobby on TV. Please, Marvel, give me my Mockingbird TV show. I really need it. See, the thing is, I think that um, the guy that played uh, Hunter... Yeah, he showed up in was season kinda... five, six. But, I mean, he, he was he was meant to be... Was he meant to be in the, the Mockingbird 
show as well because that was meant to yes. be like a it was marvel's yeah. most wanted it was going to be it, him yeah. bobby and then they were going to put in dominic fortune yeah and I, I kind of feel like he was robbed as well because, um, <clears throat> you know, I kind of see him in, I've seen him in UK based shows and he's he's genuinely a really diverse actor. I mean, he kind of plays the same old, same old bad boy, hard man actor, but he's good at what he does. And um, I kind of wish that he'd got a bit more exposure in the USA, you know, because he, he could have been a breakout person just as much as Adrian Palicki. I can't disagree with that. I, 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 I kind of feel like, though, they made Lance Hunter because they couldn't get Hawkeye, so they kind of made him a Hawkeye analog. Well, I think Lance Hunter is actually a uh, a Marvel Universe character, but I'd have to check that. Yeah, I think it he, he came into the books, or he was like kind of like a very unknown character there. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, it would have been. Ask. Mockingbird fans listening to this, please point us in the right direction. Of uh, Lance he, is, he is. He, he was a Marvel character. I mean, back in the 70s. Yeah. Okay. He he was first created for Captain Britain. Okay, well there so, you have it. Yeah, which is probably which is probably why I know about him maybe more than you guys do because because of the fact that I'm really into uh, uh, UK Marvel. That I wonder Captain why Britain. you're so into UK Marvel, Adam. I can't figure <laughs> out why. Oh, Captain Britain's so good, but uh, yeah. So so what? A couple of other things I think we got in our notes was that uh, Mac called Sousa a man out of time. Yeah, that kind of annoyed me. Really? I, I love that. I, I, love I liked that. it, but at the same time, I'm like, Susa, you're a good dude, but you're not Cap. He oh, is a no. man at a time, but at the same time, I'm just like, I associate that phrase with Cap. I associate that phrase with many people. Uh, it's been, It gets used in Doctor Who, it gets used in yep. this show, it gets used yeah. in the MCU yeah. in general. I, I think uh, I, I think it was kind of sweet. I thought it was kind of, kind of, good, mm-hmm. kind of a good call. Uh, I like that Susa's starting to feel more comfortable with the team. Yeah. Yeah. Enough mm-hmm. to uh, tease Daisy. Yes, that was hysterical. Yes, yeah, getting a little sassy there. Yeah, yeah I thought that was really good. Thing yeah. and how he was full under the bad boys of the Boy Scouts. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and Goody the look on Daisy's face, like Daisy's face, was like, uh, what? Like, oh my god, you are such a square. And then he, him giving her shit about not being able to fly the Quinjet. She's like, everyone's flown a Quinjet. And Mac, <laughs> Mac coming on board like, and how are you going to leave without the director's authorization? The doors won't open. <laughs> and then he's like, well, I'm coming too. Get out of the seat. Come on. Yeah, well, someone needed to fly it because God help us if Daisy flew it, they wouldn't have made it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was probably great. one of Sybil's predictions. Well, they're going to try and leave. But the likelihood of Sousa and, and Mac going with her aren't probably really great. And uh, she'll crash before she gets up there. See, I, I kind of... Okay, so this is one of the things that I was thinking about during watching this episode, which was the fact that Sybil has predicted all of these timelines. And, you know, she, she predicts it to a, like an almost certainty, like 99% certainty or whatever, or, you know, 80% for this to happen or whatever. So surely there is an outcome where this happened i mean i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of there is and i think he said didn't didn't malik say like and every outcome the the reason we fail is because of fits which is why he's yeah. going yeah. after but this time it looks like even without fits they still win because shield's being destroyed i don't know i think i think there's going to be an interesting finale I, I really need yep. to know how they get out of this because at this point they're losing, which is not unusual because they tend to lose a lot and then come back up on top. 
So, yeah. uh, I think uh, I think you know the 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 weirdest thing that came out of this episode was Edge Lord and Cora. Oh God, I, I I was hoping so hard that she was just gonna blow him up. Yeah, I I <laughs> and think then she I, I think May has planted the seeds of doubt, and she's just rolling with it now. I have a feeling Cora's gonna see his colors soon enough. I hope so. I Although that so. whole part about him being called Sir and then getting all pissed off about it was kind of funny. <laughs> I'd say that just maybe maybe Larry is like, oh, did I not explain the New World Order good enough? It's like, yeah. well, if it's a New World Order and it's your New World Order, then clearly there is still <laughs> some leadership in there. Clearly, it's still not anarchy. Like, come on, guys, work out what anarchy is first. Like how you've made an never, awful lot of new rules like for this said, new world order. He said, "Don't call him sir," but he never gave them any other way to address him. So, how do you address him if you don't know his name or anything? I mean, what do these people know his name? Like, I, I, I would know. assume they knew his name. His name's Edge Lord. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The, the other the other thing is that hasn't it been like twenty years between when he first appeared and this 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 episode? Yeah, he hasn't aged any. Like yeah, I mean, has is Gemma uh, not Gemma? His um, his quakes, Daisy's power just like giving him invulnerability. Well, it was also well. the seventies when they met him. So and he's yeah. probably oh, been the doing seventies. That was it. Yeah. yeah, so it hasn't been like I mean, it's been like a decade, but not. I think they're like at most what nineteen eighty six, eighty three. So, so, so like yeah, that, I thought yeah. it was eighty three. So we, they're we stopped. Yeah, so I think they're still in like that. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's he's basically he's basically ten years with her powers. Let's just hope that the next episode is going to be really great, which I'm sure it will yeah. be. I'm sure they splashed out all the cash on this one because the CGI on it looks insane. Yeah. If you've watched the uh, if you've watched the preview for it, it just looks so good, and I cannot wait. Yeah, and it's it's if there's one thing with Agents of Shield, like they when season five ended, they treated it like a series finale because they hadn't been renewed yet, and then they were renewed after that episode aired which surprised the hell out of them. So they're like, oh, fuck, what are we going to do? And um, so I feel like they're going to go out with a bang. And it's going to yep, be an awesome one. Like, I, I have complete faith in this writer's room because they are very good at making it all connected. It's all connected. There. Hashtag, it's all connected. But yeah, I mean, uh, so so other than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., have you guys been watching any any uh, shows? No, although Agrit Suko season three is coming and I still need to watch uh... season two. She joins a K or a J-pop band. Okay, that's... did you did you hear about that? No. Oh my god. Yeah. Sometimes that show is just too painful to watch, though. Yeah, because the accuracy. It's. Oh, if you want to know what it's like being a woman in corporate, watch Agritsuko. It hurts. It's funny, but it physically is painful to watch because of how true it is. It's like watching <laughs> Office Space or Idiocracy. It's. Sometimes you just want to just lay down and cry. Yeah. It's a uni and and, and it's like, it's not even funny. It's not and it's not even an American it show. It's 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 Japanese or Korean or no, it's Japanese, right? It's Sanrio. No, that's yeah. Korean. Either way, it's universal truth for all women that show or anyone really who works in a corporate situation. It's so I, good. I've been I've been watching an awful lot of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, Have they brought up Wawa yet? Yeah, yeah, that was like season. Yeah, uh, Frank brings it up a lot. He's like, "Go to Wawa, get me some coffee." That's that's Wawa a good show. Is I, amazing. I, I quite I quite enjoy. It's always sunny in Philadelphia purely because it's like when you look at some of the episode titles, you just kind of think, "Oh God, 
they're not doing that surely and then when oh. you watch the episodes it's just like yeah these guys are absolute douchebags oh yeah <laughs> because all, all Adam... they're doing is like just taking the piss out of the attitude that they've got and it's just the most funniest thing i've ever seen Adam, when you, now. you come it's, to the States yeah. again, I'm taking you to Philly. You have to stop on the East <laughs> Coast. And I am going to take you to Philadelphia. It's not far from where I live. And we are going to go in and you're going to experience Philadelphia. As long as it doesn't turn into like an episode of It's Always it won't. Sunny. <laughs> it won't. But we are going to take you to Philadelphia. Cool. I look forward to it. It's It's quite different atmosphere than like new york or chicago it's a completely different ball game yeah when you're in philly you got to go in ready because they go all in there's no there's no <laughs> holding back in philly but the the other the other show that i've been watching is uh, is a suggestion from lynn actually which was um uh, black books which has got uh dylan moran bill bailey and tamsin greg in it who are some of the finest of the british acting royalty <laughs> it is one of my favorite shows of all time. It is absolutely hysterical. If you're a fan of like Spaced or, um, yeah, basically that's the only thing I could reference from early 2000s, Channel 4 comedy. Um, it, it's kind of similar sort of vein, but Dylan Moran is just brilliant. I was talking to Lynn about this off air and it, I, I just kind of, I kind of feel like he didn't get the success that he actually deserves, <laughs> even though he's like really oh, big gosh. on like the stand-up. <laughs> he's massive on the stand-up uh, on the on the stand up uh, tours and stuff, you know, it, it Black Book features like Simon Pegg, um, a few other people that featured in space and end up uh, going on to be quite a uh, Peter Serafinowitz, yeah. Peter Serafinowitz, um, um, Nick Frost, yeah, yeah, and all these people are ones that went on to have like huge success in Hollywood, and then you've just got Dylan Moran who, yeah, he's like a grumpy Irish who, bloke who is the star so, of the show, yeah, um. Bill Bailey, who is actually local to me, actually, he's he's from uh, he's from Bath uh, in Southwest UK. <laughs> the, the first time I watched it, I was actually watching it while I was on exercising on an elliptical machine, and I <laughs> fell off. <laughs> I was you laughing not... so hard, I fell off of it. You didn't break. Anything, I don't recommend. Did you? No, <laughs> no, I didn't break anything. But yeah, they're they're actually, they're pretty high up. It, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't fun. You didn't go on the elliptical machine ever again, then. So. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah, so that's something I'm going to go and uh, continue watching whilst I've still got an Amazon Prime membership. So I've got my free month. Highly recommended. So if you guys want to get in into contact with us, uh, give us your thoughts, suggestions, things to read, that kind of stuff, uh, feel free to get us get hold of us on Twitter, which our handle is at AtalanRising1. And uh, you can email us, which is the show at AtalanRising.com. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening.